We are recording, mate. What's your language? What's your fucking language? <laughs> You're so sweaty in the morning. <laughs> Uh, is it morning time? Fuck. Okay. Uh, it, is, it is. Well, we're doing this in the morning because um, we have failed miserably uh, to record a couple of episodes over the last month because, well, hey, let's face it, in the whiskey industry, right, November is pretty much the busiest month of the year. There's tons of events going on. There's whiskey shows going on. You've been running about distilleries and ships. So um, we have just not managed to get time, have we, really, to sit down and just catch up. Nah, mate, we haven't, and um, I think I've been even worse than you because you've been holding the fort with a lot of uh, a lot of the episodes recently. I heard there was actually a petition to get me back on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we've had a few complaints actually. Yeah, we have. Um, we need more Mitch in our life, so it's <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm I'm very aware of this. I'm very aware of this, <laughs> and I'm and I'm much less comfortable doing it on my own because I'm always like, right, who's who's going to come in and say something stupid? Yeah, yeah. We, need, we need that guy. <laughs> with, with that idiot, Mitch. Yeah. Um, that's been good, though, man. I mean, I'm kind of gutted that we haven't been on the air for the last three weeks. That's our It's been our longest spell. We've managed to do an episode every week this year up until now. So apologies to those people that have been waiting patiently on Spotify for this to drop over the last three weeks or so. I had, I had a few people actually saying, is everything, everything between you and Mitch all right? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we actually had a big fallout. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, wanted me, he wanted me to be the big spoon. I wanted to be the small spoon, and that's yeah. how that escalated. And yeah, yeah, Mitch, Mitch doesn't put the toilet seat down, and I just had enough. <laughs> uh, what's, uh, mate, what's been going on? Like, give me a, a a quick update as to what's been happening in the world of Mister Mitch Beshard. Jeez, oh, man, you know, uh, for this episode, I knew you were going to ask me that, so I actually mm. wrote it all down because there's been so much going on. Um, I went on holiday. That was nice. Got some sun. Yeah, went to Tenerife. Did. Any good whiskeys um, in the bar in Tenerife? Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't really, it wasn't all about whiskey. It was just about hanging with the family and just being by the pool and yeah. um, did some did some uh, wing foiling, which is kind of cool. That's my new mm. kind of go-to thing right now. So I actually took some lessons with these guys and did about six hours of it. Amazing, mate. So good. That is, um, it looks pretty painful when you fall off of one of those yeah. things. Well, that's the thing. You got this. So, for those that haven't seen wing, wing foiling yet, imagine like a, a half size of a paddle board with this sort of hydrofoil underneath it, and then you have like a sail that you hold on to. So, when you get powered up, you lift off the water around about a meter. Um, but one of the things I didn't realize, mate, was when I was trying. Obviously, I was falling off a lot, right? But when I was trying to get back on again, I was smashing my feet off the foil underneath. So I totally cut up all my feet. That was what the painful part of it was. Yeah. But I tell you what, aside from that, when you get that thing up and it just goes so fast and you just, it's quiet. Yeah. Like you just don't get any noise. It's such an amazing feeling. I saw a guy doing it. We actually, we were on a wee boat and sort of whizzed by a guy who was doing it out in Turkey in, in one of the bays near Fethiye. And it was, uh, it looked amazing. Like it did oh, look yeah. really, really cool. And this, this guy was well out as well. He was going fast. But uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like that pace versus quietness. Like it must be quite a, quite a nice moment when you're out there and up and, and flying away. But I'm sure when you hit a horrible wave or get hit sideways or however it is that you get taken <laughs> off these things, I'm sure it's a pretty brutal fall because you must be going about 20 miles an hour. No, Mate, you go fast. Yeah. 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 I mean, it just it takes off as soon as you get that, that foil up. But anyway, that's not, that's not whiskey related. So let's not, let's not talk about that too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, what I do after that. Oh yeah. I got, I got COVID for the first time. That was fun. She's that oh, hit me hard. Kind of weird. Still man. Smell? Can you still well, smell not- your nose working? 
I, I can still smell now, but I tell you what, I did lose my sense of smell when I got it, and that was mm. bizarre. Um, I remember pouring myself a Talisker, and I just couldn't smell anything from the Talisker. That's weird, eh? Which... Talisker's a smelly whiskey. There's a lot yeah. of aroma in that whiskey. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is so bizarre, man. So that that hit me for six for, mm. for a good, I don't know, five or six days. It was pretty yeah. horrible. I've um, been doing a lot. Yeah, well, like you said, I've been doing a lot of tours in Speyside. I've been hanging out there a lot, uh, doing a lot of stuff with people going to distilleries, drinking a lot of whiskey. And then um, I went, oh, I did a really cool trip that unfortunately you couldn't make with our, our, our Larkfire friends. Yeah. Um, so we did Loch Lomond, Loch Lomond Distillery, which was mm. just an absolute mindfuck. I mean, it's not open to the public, but if anyone gets a chance to go and see Loch Lomond, go and do it because it's just unbelievable what they're doing. Yeah, it must have been quite cool because we, we obviously did the episode with Gary, um, the one yeah. that you missed. And um, it was it was amazing to hear more about it. Actually, it was at a Loch Lomond event recently. We'll come on to that a little bit later on. But yeah, it's an amazing distillery. Man, it must have been quite cool to see it in real life after having done the episode and, and then yeah. going after. It must have been decent. Yeah, yeah Gary was really cool as well, taking us around. Um, yeah, so from there, we went over to Campbelltown and then, uh, sorry, actually went over to Isla first, stayed at Macri, went over to Jura, hung out with our boy, Mark Bruce, who took yeah. us How's around. How's he doing? Is he good? He's good, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All good. Um, just hanging in there on Jura and uh, doing his thing. So yeah. it was good. To, I think he's enjoying it now that it's opened back up again and they get, actually getting people in to, to visit. It's funny, man, because I've been to that that distillery like three times now and that's the first time I've been allowed in it. So. Into the still house. It's a cool still house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really yeah. is. I mean, the stills are beautiful. They're massive. Um, stills. Mm, yeah, yeah. And Mark's yeah, such, so a good, uh, such a good guy. He's finishing up, isn't he, uh, at the end of the year? I don't know if that's public knowledge, is it? Can we say so. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, he's going back to Oz, so he's got another job in Australia, mate. Australia. Is he going to try and stay in whiskey, is he? Uh, he's staying with the company, I believe. Is he? Nice. Yeah. Good time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that was, and we saw a load of deer as well, which was kind of cool. First time yeah. I've seen like a load of deer on on, on Jura. I know they're everywhere, but usually hiding from me. So that was kind of yeah, cool. To see. Yeah, yeah. They hear you're coming. They bugger off for a, for a <laughs> few days. Where where did you see them? Because it's it's great when you go up to the top of the island to like the north end. It's there's billions of them. But in the in the I think in the winter time because there's grass still down on like the rugby pitch and stuff like that in front of the hotel, they come right into the village. Uh, yeah, they just sort of potter about. Well, I saw them there when I was camping last time there. Yeah, on that, the that field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just on the drive on the way out, mate. We just stopped, and there was a whole herd of them. Big stag with big pointy horns. Wolf horns? Horns? Um, no. I don't know what's the word I'm looking antlers. for? Antlers. Antlers. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mind forest. <laughs> um, I'm questioning myself there. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, went back to uh, went back to Isla after that. We did Bunahaven, uh, and then we went down to Campbelltown, uh, hung out at um, Glen Scotia. Yeah, nice with our boy Ian. He's he's a dude, eh? Legend, absolute yeah. legend. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah, we were going to go to Arran, but the uh, the weather came in and we couldn't get all the ferries got cancelled. So Do you know, I because I, I know you were in Arran earlier in the year, but I've still never been. Yeah, we need to do that, mate. Aye, we'll hit Mariella up, maybe do it in the yeah. new year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mariella, we're coming for you. Yeah, Mariella, definitely get that red carpet out. Yeah, yeah. big time. But no, that was cool, mate. And my claim to fame, because I went straight up to Speyside after that, so I did all five whiskey-making regions in five days. That's nice, isn't that? That's a good idea. Uh, yeah. Put that on the CV. Yeah. Oh. Definitely. Yeah, man. 
So um, highlights of your Spaceside distilleries, anything? I know you spent a bit of time probably back up at Glendronach and Glenfiddich and stuff like that, but did you go anywhere new the first time? No, I didn't, mate. Um, I mean, we did a lot of cool activities. We did some shooting, like clay pigeon yeah. shooting and like um, four quad biking and stuff. Oh, the like quad, mate, the quad bikes were mega. Yeah. What's so the story there? What, what do you do on those? Just, just cut about the woods and the trails? Yeah, they just give you quad bikes and you just follow the main guy and then off you go and... It's kind of cool this time of year as well, because it's so muddy and shit, and you come off like all wet, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, it's good, it's good. And then you get in, get a dram, get a cozy drink, get a bowl of soup or something, you feel great, eh? Yeah, yeah. that's what's been good, mate. But yeah, that's, I mean, in a nutshell, that's been what, I, what I've been up to. What about, what about yourself, man? What's You've been out and about? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been out and about as much as you. Not Certainly not five regions in five days, but <laughs> I've been to a couple of events recently, and you were talking about Loch Lomond. They released a nine-year-old um, distillery release, which uh, they'd made using chardonnay yeast which was so interesting uh, michael henry he's their master master distiller and blender and we went to a tasting down in london actually at bread ahead which is a bakery in, in borough market and they just wanted to sort of showcase the the similarities you know of simple ingredients creating something brilliant so bread is one of those that naturally you know it tastes amazing it's super simple but you know brilliant uh, and whiskey is the same and, and we really focused in on that yeast element so that Chardonnay yeast, yeah, I mean, that, that whiskey, it was a nine-year-old, but it had a beautiful kind of grapefruity zinginess to it. It was really, really different. And huh. we tried it next to the three 12-year-olds that they make, uh, inch more and inch more in and perfectly balanced. And then we had a 30-year-old as well. So it was, uh, yeah, incredible tasting. Brilliant. I absolutely loved it. And it's just one of those ones, going back to your point about that distillery and about the art of possible that within Loch Lomond, it's, it's a really, really cool place. So yeah, I had a good time down there, man. Decent. Brilliant. And uh, what else has been happening? Um, and then I was at another event on Friday, a very posh event actually, um, at Cameron House, uh, which is recently refurbished. It looks amazing. They've done some brilliant work, and uh, we did a Aston Martin Bowmore event. So the second release of their master selection has just come out, uh, which is a twenty-two-year-old delicious, uh, more American oak than the previous one. So you get a lot of those like tropical fruit notes that Bowmore seems to have when it gets to kind of 18, 19, 20 and beyond that they really start to ramp up over a certain age. So that was really nice. Um, actually, the, the tasting was held by a guy called David Miles. I don't know if you've met David before. He's he's worked for kind of Edrington UK for years. He's like their ambassador. He's done a lot of work on Bowmore. So it was good. He led the tasting. I just had to sit and eat and uh, taste Sweet. some stuff, which was lovely. Nice, yeah, it did was nice. To, did you get to drive the motor again? Uh, no, no, I didn't actually. I didn't know uh, the DBX wasn't there at that event. But Aston were doing their, so they've done a car, which is like the level up from the DBX, like the 707. Uh, it's like a higher power, basically, SUV. So they'd done a rally for three days, and this was like the last dinner of that rally. So I just joined them for the, the dinner at the end. So that was really good. Um, and I, oh, I'll tell you who was at the Bread Ahead event uh, with Loch Lomond was um, the boys from... Uh, the angel share the journal the whiskey journal oh yeah, yeah yeah really good yeah really nice nice to meet them in person i don't know if you've got the second edition i haven't yet but you i haven't mean, okay I, I, i've got an extra one here you can have mine mate it's, is that, it's so are nice. you gonna get that along with all the samples that you've been hoarding i do have a few samples for you mate there's been a few more arrived as well i've got a, a Loch lomond 54 year old for you hello uh-huh um, I also have a Fable blended malt and uh, dry gate beer for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, amongst present. other things, we've got coach built uh, samples. I think we've got a Loch Lee. Um, and there was something else that was coming our way. Oh, the Ben Reac 16. 
Well, I mean, the good news is, Daz, we are meeting up next week. So to give everyone a wee sneak peek, um, you might remember that this time last year we did a little uh, episode with Charlie McLean, our good friend. So we're going to go around to his flat again and we're going to get some... Uh, some whiskeys together and maybe not do as many cocktails as we did last year. Yeah, I don't we know. got through. I think we drank quite a lot of blood and sands last year. Um, yeah. Yeah. Might have got a bit squiffy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to do that next week. So, yeah, bring those samples, samples along then. Yeah, nice. Maybe I will. But you probably won't. Yeah, I, I, like. I will. I might forget. I might forget. <laughs> right, Mitch, we've blethered a long time um, so far. What are we doing today? What's the crack? Well, I mean, today is like no agenda, really. So nah. sorry for anyone who's listening who wanted to get some really insightful hints and tips on whiskey or insider reviews like we normally do. But um, we're just we're just blabbing today, mate. There's not really anything. I think we can uh, we can kind of look at the news. There's been a lot going on. We haven't really touched on that for a while. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I'll kick off with with some of the news, mate. Yeah, let's go for it. Right, blast away. What's uh, well, what what you what you what you got in the news? What's, well. What's... I, First thing I want to talk about is this McAllen video that we had a little chat about, which I thought was amazing. I mean, you know, for me, it was like a full on production. They got some big names in there, some big actors, which I'm blanking on their names right now. Um, But really cool to see how that story was brought to life. Yeah. And it wasn't a cheesy way that they, they, they did it at all, you know? No, no, definitely not. It's a cool story. I mean, to, to be running a distillery back in the twenties, um, you know, amazing point and, you know, in history as well, you know, interwar years and all of that. Um, and yeah, Nettie, who was, who was running the McAllen back then, it's, it's great to sort of shine a light on, on that legacy on, on that really important piece of McAllen story as well. And I think linking it back as well to those whiskeys, you know, the, the 1926 McAllens are, you know, the most desirable single malt whiskeys in the world. Um, you know, you've got the Peter Blake edition, you've got the Adami edition um, as well, sit within the fine and rare collection. So it's yeah, amazing. And it links it right the way back to that point. And she would have distilled those whiskeys, which is, um, which is really special. Uh, so yeah, yeah, no, it was cool. It was an interesting, um, interesting thing. I mean, they have, they've been putting out a lot of stuff recently. <laughs> they've been busy. They have been. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I was, I was going to mention that I, I love everything that they're doing right now. My only, if I was being hypercritical, I'd be like, all right, there's a lot of releases from McAllen. It's quite hard to keep up because every couple of weeks is something different, isn't there? Because um, you had the uh, the Harmony collection, which I loved. Uh, we talked a little bit about this, I think, previously, but this um, combination of coffee uh, taking influence and, and inspiration from coffee makers and roasters and, and, and how do you apply that into whiskey making and the cask selection and things. And I love that as an analogy and as a as a source of inspiration and it was a, a really good follow-on i think from the co- the chocolate stuff they'd done previously mm. so yeah yeah i mean I, I loved that um what was the the you then had the 1977 uh, which came out in the red collection i love the red collection i think i love just the visual world they've created it's almost kind of like gangs in new york in a way you know you've got these really quite characterful individuals who are painted and illustrated and things and you know, it reminds me of the stuff that the, the guys have done on Fable as well. You know, it's that really sort of visual world they've created and you kind of want to be there. You're almost like, oh, if that was real, I would, I'd I'd love to be in that, you know, and I'd love to try the whiskeys. I'm sure this stuff, uh, 77-year-old is going to be really, really special. Well, but you yeah, know some people, right? What's that? You know some people, get it sorted. I know some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, well and, I know that, well, I know that, what's going on, Carol? I was just going to say, I know Christine Campbell does listen to the episodes when she's driving up and down, back and forwards to McAllen. So 
Um, but we've yet to re receive any samples from Christine. So just a heads up, Christine, we are, um, we're still waiting. If you feel the need to send a 10 mil or a 25 mil sample of 77 or any of these other special projects that you're working on, Mitch and I are, you know, we're all ears. We're, we're, we're ready for it. Send it to Daz so I will never see it. Yeah, <laughs> send it to me and I'll, I'll let you know how it tasted, Mitch. <laughs> but I mean, I mean the last thing I want to talk about with McAllen is, is the whole Bond thing they brought out as well. You know, that was another yeah, release. Yeah. I think it was six bottles. Yeah. And what I like about that is they've tied that in really nicely to the distillery. So when you go to the Did visitor you see the little center, cartoon, the little animation. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. And you, yeah. you, you walk down from the bar and like they've got all the James Bond movies and the years like listed as you go down which is yeah. pretty cool to see yeah and i must get back up to distillery because that's it I, I just think sometimes when the news comes out from mccallan it's so quickly on to the next thing i don't really fully understand what that was all about do you know what i mean, right. I mean yeah hey, you know you know what we need to do now that i'm going to be moving up there which is going to be happen happening in two weeks from while we record this i'm going to be moving into copper brock and then i'll be full-time up in Speyside. when i do that you need to come up and we'll do lunch at mccallan that's yeah. amazing cool okay it's a big, it's like a two and a half hour marathon of, I think, seven courses that you go through. Yeah. But yeah. our boy, Tom Jolly, does a great job up there putting all that together. Yeah, yeah, he's a great lad. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we'll hit him up. All right, so moving off from McAllen, um, we've got a new distillery opening up in Shetland. Yes, the Lurwick do. Distillery, yes, um, yes. which is uh, our good friend, Caroline McIntyre, who's opening all that up. And Ian Miller's involved in that now as well. Is as he? A, yes, as a, their distillery consultant, which is kind of cool. He, and so this he is knows, he knows a distillery, doesn't he? He, yeah. he does a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Caroline actually came to me and said, "Do you know anyone that could uh, pull all this together?" And Ian instantly sprung to mind because he's he's retired now from William Grant and Sons. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, to give you some figures on this, they're going to plow in around about three point five million. They've already um, acquired the site up there. They've got oh, planning wow. permission. Uh, they've designed the distillery. Um, they've started construction construction on the first of the five planned bonded warehouses. Uh, and it's going to create 15 local jobs. So they've always already had applications for, for some of the positions there, which is amazing. And, and, you know, Shetland, as you know, 14 hours to get there on the ferry. Yeah. Uh, you want to fly there, very, very remote part of Scotland. So for something like this to happen and Caroline being involved in it, you know, being from Shetland originally as well is a really nice tie in and uh, all kind of local guys that are doing this. So great to see this, this, this happening and gives us an excuse to go up there, mate. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think a lot of the distilleries that we've been talking about recently that have been kind of new, I've sat in the lowland region. So it's really nice to see some of the islands um, still popping up, you know, with, with some of these uh, really interesting stories, bringing great people in and, and like you say, creating jobs in these local communities. Cause on the islands, it's so important, right? right. Um, uh, you've got, you know, depopulation, a lot of young ones leaving for uni and things like that. You know, is there something to pull them back in, you know, once they've gone away and done their thing uh, and then bring up their own children. Cause I'd imagine growing up in a place like that is going to be really, really special. Um, it would be pretty similar mate on somewhere like Rassi as well, which is a, another new distillery that's going to be popping up. So they've got um, 12 million pounds secured to build that distillery in Rassi, which is, which is incredible. And I know that there was news and plans released uh, probably about a year and a half ago on Rassi, uh, but that, that looks like all the funding is now secured. So uh, we're going to see some acceleration on that project soon. Uh, not Rassi, sorry, Barra. Um, did I say Rassi? I did say Rassi, didn't I? You did say Rassi. I, I was talking about Rassi. I was like, Rassi already has a distillery and they're very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. 
Daz has got some new news that I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 not Rassi, Barra. Barra's cool, obviously, because it's famous with the, the airplane uh, that lands on the beach. It lands on the sand, doesn't it, as it goes in. So everybody wants to do that flight. Uh, but now they've got another excuse to go there and, and spend some time and, and enjoy the beautiful island that is Barra. So who's behind that? What's that? Who's behind the Barra distillery? Who is behind the Barra distillery? Good question. So a guy called Michael Morrison's the managing director. Um, he's going to be the head distiller as well. Um, and so I'm, I'm not sure exactly who, like, you know, who's who's behind it sort of financially and things that it might be Michael himself or he's maybe got, you know, some partners within that. Um, but yeah, Michael uh, Morrison's the one leading it. It's interesting all these island distilleries that are popping up, right? You would have thought if you're going to build a distillery, do it on the mainland. Like logistically, it's going to be so much easier to build and to run. But it seems like more island distilleries are popping up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's kind of counterintuitive. It's harder to do things there. It's not as easy to get things there, and and all of those things. But that that that's a, it's not a reason not to do it. Um, you've got to think of all the other benefits in terms of that social economic element, that responsibility to community. Um, and there there may be things that um, you know there may be things that locally that help you know support the distillery there might be farms there there you know there's going to be logistics and all that kind of stuff so there's that wider network of businesses that a distillery can support um and, and on the islands it might have a bigger impact than, than it would anywhere else right mm. yeah no totally well our friends over at uh, ian mcleod have been busy you know they, they have well they, they, well they've been i can't i can't quite keep up with them at the moment they've got right. rosebank they've got plans for an Isley distillery and one of the big issues and and I know this because of, you know, the involvement with uh, the guys over at Fable is, is warehousing in Scotland. You know, everyone wants casks, but actually there's not that many places to put them. Uh, warehousing is a real issue. Uh, so Ian McLeod are investing £40 million into a warehousing facility, which is um, which is a huge investment. Um, 20 acres, I believe. Yeah. It's a big old site. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, going to be not... near Stirling, right? Yeah, near near Stirling, so it'll be in the, in the central belt in the middle of Scotland yeah. somewhere, making it nice and easy for, you know, logistics. They've obviously got Tamdu and Glengoyne and things, so there's that, you know, in terms of where it is in the world, it, it makes sense. I was actually with a guy called Stuart Forsyth, who's, um, uh, sorry, uh, Stuart, I forget his surname, Healy, it's Healy, isn't it, uh, uh, Inverhouse, who's their master blender, uh, and he was saying the same, because where they are is just next to Airdrie. Uh, they've got a big facility there, and they're building new warehouses themselves, and he was saying it's a it's a real sort of bottleneck at the moment is warehousing capacity. Mm. Um, and we were chatting about the, the Ian McLeod piece and he was like, it makes absolute sense, you know, and he, he, he's, he's surprised they hadn't done it earlier because of, you know, Tam do will be bursting at the seams now um, with what they've got up there. You, you speak to Sandy up there, don't you? I think a fair, yeah. yeah. Big Mac. Yeah. 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 And then uh, obviously Gordon still kicking around, running about. I see him all, all the time. He's, he's traveling like a, a madman at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was with him in Amsterdam, wasn't I? Well, just outside Amsterdam uh, not so long ago. And we did a taste and it was really good to see him. But after that, he was like straight out to the States. And I don't think his feet were hitting the ground pretty much until this week. He said that's him until like the middle of December, which is uh, full of that. That's the life as a, a global ambassador. As you know, you, you've you got to be out there. It's kind of like an airplane. You're useless if you're on the ground, right? Yeah. So he, he was straight out to the States and you're straight to the red light district. <laughs> Actually, I, 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 I was very well behaved when I was over there. I didn't even go out in the evening um, back to the hotel and it was early flights out uh, back to London. So um, you've, you've changed, mate. See, people, this, is, this is why we've fallen out. Uh, that, that's it. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fun Daz uh, is gone. Daz's terrible life decisions. 
Um, so yeah, that, that's what's happening in the cloud. Big, uh, yeah, big investment in warehousing. Nice. Very cool. And then I suppose the last um, sad bit of news is about Dominic, Dominic Roscoe. Was well, a, there's a couple a of, of bits of sad news, actually. Um, yeah, Dominic, um, I, I'd crossed paths with Dominic a number of times over the years, more in my earlier career, I would say, probably about 15 years ago or something like that, when um, we were running around. And yeah, spent a little bit of time with him back then. And, and you know, a very good whiskey writer. Yeah. I suppose the reason, I guess, why I didn't see him as much over the last maybe 10 years is that, you know, he was writing mostly about world whiskey, wasn't he? Um, he wasn't writing yeah. as much about scotch. So no need to talk to me, I suppose. But um, yeah, really, really sad. I mean, I've always followed his work and, and his views on things. And he always had that kind of honest, um, open approach, uh, which which <laughs> ruffles feathers at times. Yeah. Uh, and he was a character, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, he passed away, sadly, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, so that is yeah, well, 61, man. Loss. 61, young, young way guy. too young to go. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But mate, there was another one as well. Um, I'd done some work with a gentleman called David Moore, who who was one of the directors over at McLean and Bruce. So Charlie's involved with that, and, and Vicky Bruce. Um, mm-hmm. and they do a lot of um, quite similar to what you do, Mitch. They probably do it a lot better than you, actually. Is is you know <laughs> bringing people into Scotland and you know showing them the regions and taking them to distilleries and and really sort of getting them to fall in love with whiskey. Um, and <laughs> and David was part of that business, and they'd done a lot. Um, within whiskey over the years because he'd worked over in Asia as a, as a lawyer for Diageo back then and, you know, lived over there for a number of years. And yeah, just a guy who I didn't spend a huge amount of time with, but I, had, I you know, I went for lunch a couple of times and, and met him and, and and we did have a lot of like conversations online and WhatsApps and things. And yeah, he passed away a couple of weeks ago as well. He was younger than Dominic, actually. I think he was only about 51 or 52. Um, yeah. So another loss uh, for whiskey. So yeah, a bit of a a shite end to the year in that respect. It was a bit. I mean, bit bit sad for the for the whiskey industry with with regards to losing those two. You know. It's, yeah. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, I mean, that's um, not to wrap up the news on a on a bit of a diner there, but that's the kind of news of the the last few weeks and what's been going on. Absolutely, absolutely right. So, what's what's coming up next for the whiskey podcast? Mate, we chatted about it already. We're going going to go around to Big Chaz's house, drink a lot yeah. of whiskey, and the theme of that is going to be. What's the theme of that going to be? Uh, it's usually uh, top threes. So we normally do a top three whiskeys for Christmas, uh, top three cocktails for Christmas. Um, you know, what do you buy your father-in-law or what do you buy your mother-in-law? You know, all that kind of stuff. So um, That's right. I remember now. And I think, well, the other thing we discussed, we're going to do like a kind of re- uh, review of the year, right, as well, and yeah, talk about we, what's we, been going yeah, on. And- yeah, we pick our favourite episodes uh, we picked some of the highlights of our favourite whiskies. So last year, I think you and I had both come to the conclusion that, that Glen Scotia was our distillery of the year last year, I think is kind of where we landed. Mm-hmm. Um, Le Jig was right up there, I think, as well. Uh, so we have to do all of that. We've got to go back through and, and remember what we tasted and, and what stood out. And there'll be patterns, right? I mean, I think the, there's certain distilleries we've been introduced to. Actually, the live podcast was an interesting one this year with Dave Broom because... I don't think I had tried the new Art Merkin, um, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. And, and, you know, there's just little things like that as I think back just as to yeah. what popped out, little moments like that, thinking, actually, that was great. I really liked that. And I've tried a couple since, and they've both been, three of them have actually been absolutely brilliant, the, the Art Merkins that I've tried. So, um, yeah, and, and Charlie's yeah. usually pretty good at just digging out a few gems as well, isn't he? He put in front of us yeah. the the Adelphi blend um, last year, which was sensational, really, really good whiskey. Which he was drinking like water. Well, it didn't last very long. No, it has to be said. No, 
Um, we're on lunch, aren't we? We are. We need to get lunch. So yeah, looking forward to that, mate. That's gonna be that's gonna be this time next week. So we need to get our finger out and start thinking about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I think that's gonna be our our final episode of the year. We're gonna call it for the year at at on that date and uh, get back with you guys sort of mid January is the plan, right? Yeah, I think so. I think what we'll probably do is put our episode after that out on the twenty second of January. So we'll have a few weeks at the start of the year to to reset. Uh, recharge you'll be moving house and settling in up in Speyside and all of that so yeah it gives us a wee bit of time to have a think about what we're going to do for the rest of the year and if anyone has any good thoughts and opinions and input we are all ears for themes because yeah we've covered a lot this year we've had a lot of distillery you know whiskey makers and managers we've had marketing people on we've had ambassadors on people who run events and stuff we've had people really from all corners of the industry on it's been great so yeah we just want to hear a little bit more actually from you guys as to what you've enjoyed i mean i think what was really nice is that uh quite a lot of people actually shared mitch you've probably seen it was the um top podcast that people listen to so spotify does like a chart so this is like a top yeah. five and uh yeah, there's a number of people that had uh, not another whiskey podcast in their top five i know that was amazing i, I did see that come on come on your the, the stories it was pretty cool to see actually yeah so thank you to everyone for listening for the year. It's been amazing. Absolutely. Not it's finished yet. We've still got one one more to do. But... It's not finished yet. However, um, the the episode we record next week is highly likely to be railroaded by uh, our, our good friend, Mr. McLean. So uh, we can't promise that we're going to say everything we need to say in that <laughs> session because there, yeah. there might be a few sherries uh, consumed at the start, middle and end of that particular recording. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's like our Christmas night out. Yeah, it is actually. It's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All we need to do is press record. That's all we need to remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and sometimes we forget to do that. We have forgotten a few times, definitely. <laughs> Mate, it's good to catch up. Um, yeah, thanks man. to everyone for tuning in. And yeah, we'll we'll drop an episode next Sunday with Charlie Mack, and uh, we'll we'll enjoy a few drams between now and then. Indeed, good to catch up, brother. See you later, all right, man. Safe one. Bye. Bye.